Hello, it's Brooke Devard, and you are listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. You've already seen it from the title of this episode, but yes, a few weeks ago, I had the chance to interview John Legend, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony-winning John Legend, someone whose music I have admired and loved for years. And we got to sit down in his space. He and Chrissy have a home dedicated to content, like a content house. Some people have a room where they shoot content. They have a whole home. This is where he records his music, where Chrissy does cooking videos and shoots. And so naturally, I've stored this in my brain as a future goal for myself. Like I just want a house dedicated to creating content. And from the moment that I arrived, from the moment that we walked in to set up for the interview, Everyone on the team was so warm and gracious, and John was just truly so much fun to interview. Now, talking to men about beauty is always interesting because I think they don't usually see themselves as included in the beauty conversation, or they don't necessarily feel the same societal expectations to present in a certain way that women do. But one of the things that struck me as I reflected on my conversation with John was that his entry point to beauty was not being ashy. And I think that this is a unique experience that many black or brown kids have. You may not view it as a beauty ritual, but you're getting lotion down, shea butter down, cocoa butter down. You are being moisturized every time you get out of a bath. And this idea of family and self-care ritual that you understand from family is something that comes up in the conversation. His new skincare line, Loved One, was developed with people of color at the forefront, melanated skin at the forefront, but it was also created with family in mind. And I think about those bath time rituals, the rituals I have with my son and our lotion rituals. And I wanted to understand from John what his bath time rituals are with his kids and what really drove the development of this skincare line. Why Loved One? Why now? And I'm very inspired by the insistence that the whole team has around creating great quality skincare that is accessible, that you can easily find. And now I'm getting all excited as I record the intro, and I don't want to spoil too much of the interview, but I think you'll walk away really understanding why this product is different and also very necessary. Lastly, I just want to share how much I appreciated hearing about his grind and juggling between being a music producer in the studio and then working as a management consultant. The drive and the hustle and the sleeping on couches when you have to is so motivating. And just that reminder that every success story starts with a dream, a passion, and yes, talent, right? He had natural talent. But it's like that hard work and that believing in your dreams that I just find so inspiring. You all are going to love the conversation and make sure to check out the links in the show notes because Naked Beauty is now on YouTube. So you can watch clips of the show as well. Tag me when you're listening at Naked Beauty Planet. And let's get into the conversation with Mr. John Legend, all about loved one and his experience with skincare and beauty. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, 
Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Well, John, welcome to Naked Beauty. I'm so excited to have you on. Great to be here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm grateful to be in your space and um, we're going to talk all things beauty. Which yeah, is- so this space is where we create everything pretty much. We have all, all of our team meetings here for a loved one. Chrissy's team, Cravings, works here. So they develop recipes here. And then upstairs is where my studio is. And of course, I make a lot of music here. Yes. So uh, this is a purely creative workspace and uh, we're happy to have you here. I love it. I love it. I want to hear about what your relationship was with beauty growing up, mm-hmm. especially considering beauty is normally, a, it's like a gendered term, right? Uh-huh. Did you feel beautiful growing up? I didn't think about beauty as a kid. I think as young boys, the main thing we cared about was you didn't want to stink. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you like Important. shower, deodorant. And then as black kids, we didn't want to be ashy. Right. <laughs> so, so we cared about, you know, staying moisturized and hydrated. And uh, other than that, you know, I didn't think much about beauty and what it meant to have any kind of skincare routine or, right. or any of that. You just are out there doing a the thing. But of course, you wanted to look good, yeah. but you didn't know like what kind of care goes into that. Right. Um, You wanted to look healthy. You wanted to look good. And uh, you just didn't know what went into that. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't uh, any language around that, I think, for boys to think about what it meant for you to present yourself well, other than you want to dress fresh. Right. Have good sneakers, you know, and not be ashy. (laughs) (laughs) The bare minimum. Yes. (laughs) What did your mom teach you about beauty growing up? Well, both my parents were tailors. So when it came to dressing fresh, they actually like very into making clothes, altering clothes, tailoring clothes. And then we went to church all the time. And so, you know, we had Sunday best. And so one of the main things our parents were into were fashion and presenting yourself to the world in, in, mm-hmm. a, in a nice yeah, package, um, I think was big in our family. And um, we didn't talk much about beauty uh, aside from that. Okay. And what about your wife, Chrissy? What yeah. she taught you well, about she's taught beauty me a lot. and skincare? And she's a big connoisseur of products. Yeah. She's always trying different things, mm-hmm. different serums, different this and that. And I think one of the inspirations for Loved One was just the idea and even naming it that was that so much of the beauty ritual is shared among loved ones. And particularly, I think, romantic partners, because you're sharing this intimate space together, you get ready together. And so you start to borrow each other's product and learn from each other about how to take care, better care of yourself. Yeah. Are there any beauty looks that she does that you really love? Like, do you pay attention when she changes her nails, when she's doing a red lipstick? Oh yeah. I'm always around. So like (laughs) uh, when she's getting her nails done, I'm watching and I like the choices she makes. I think she's very tasteful and you know, you can ask for anything from these great nail technicians and these great makeup artist. And and I think she has really good taste and knows what to ask for to really match with who she is as a person and present herself really well. Yeah, I agree. She always looks great. So loved one, how did it come about? And were you concerned about the celebrity skincare oversaturation of the market? (laughs) Right. You know, 
I was, we always joked in our meetings. I was like, yeah, just what the world needs, another celebrity skincare <laughs> brand. And um, when we were approached by our business partner, their idea was there is an area that needs to be uh, explored more and researched more. Mm-hmm. And um, there's an audience out there that's not getting the products that are geared to them. Mm-hmm. And so they said to us, after doing a bunch of research, that skincare that's directed toward melanin-rich mm-hmm. folks, there's not really a lot of it. And there's not a lot of it that's affordable and accessible. And so what we wanted to do was create something that really wasn't out there already. There are plenty of celebrity brands. A lot of them are priced at levels that only celebrities and their friends can afford. Astronomical prices. Yeah. And we wanted to create something that not only addressed the skincare needs and and centered melanin-rich skin, mm-hmm. but also was affordable to all of our people. Because, you know, we've got a wealth gap, we've got an income gap, and there's a lot of folks that can't afford these high-priced skincare right. products, and they deserve great care for their skin. Absolutely. So we wanted to create Loved One as a way of saying, you deserve skincare that's uh, attuned to your needs, mm-hmm. and you also uh, deserve skincare that's affordable and accessible for you. Absolutely. What did you learn in terms of like the way products are developed? How little black people are considered or oh, included in those tests. It's amazing how little we're considered. It's it's actually uh, out, outrageous how, right. how little we're considered because in dermatology books, like where they're actually studying yeah. how to become dermatologists, they almost never feature brown or black skin tones in them. That means, you know, a nation where the majority of our, our kids now are brown or black. Right. We're not even preparing for that uh, eventuality uh, and not preparing for the world as it is right now, where we're a a huge uh, portion of the country. And, you know, not everything about us is different because our skin is darker, but we have different needs. Mm -hmm. We over-index for certain conditions like uh, dryness. Mm -hmm. So we're more likely to lose moisture and hydration. We're more likely to have hyperpigmentation. We're more likely to have eczema. And so... When you have special needs and conditions that are more likely to occur in your population, you need uh, people making products with that in mind. Mm -hmm. And we figured we need to exist so that there's someone focused on this issue and going to make these products that are available and affordable for people. Yes. I love how accessible it is seeing it in CVS Mm -hmm. and Walmart. People can just go and pick it up. And what I love seeing was Rosehip see buckthorn oil, Mm -hmm. all of these beautiful natural oils that shouldn't be gatekept, right? They they shouldn't be only at the fancy clean beauty stores. Why shouldn't they be in, in, you know, large retailers? We wanted everything to be clean. We wanted everything to be natural. Our rosehip oil and our sea buckthorn oil are in all of our first six products. All of our products focus on moisture. Like I said, we're more likely to lose moisture and hydration. So we focused on that for our first six products. We're also going to focus on hyperpigmentation in the future. We're working on serums for that. Going to work on sun protection as well because we still need sun protection. Absolutely. Even though our skin's darker. And we're going to keep developing products with our skincare needs in mind, and we're going to make it accessible and affordable every time. Yes. So what was your role in the product development? Did you test everything? Everything. I tested everything. Everything's been in my shower before it was in these nice packages. (laughs) It was in, you know, the generic white packages that uh, we got from the factory. And uh, I was testing everything. And I was very involved, of course, in the design as well. So the look and feel of the brand, the naming of the brand, all of that was done by my 
my team. So um, I have a management team and a, a creative team that's been working with me for a decade now. And Amazing. we've done Love in the Future albums together. We've done tours together. We've done all of my tours since that time. And uh, we've also designed our wine bottles for my LVE brand. And so they know my aesthetic really well. Yeah. They knew what we were trying to accomplish. And they've been very great at understanding what we wanted to build for loved ones, something that felt elevated, mm -hmm. felt luxurious, but was affordable at the same time. Yes. And I love the moisturizer. I just picked it up. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I love the smell. It's like this very kind of natural, earthy. Yes. It's all smell. subtle and we don't even have scent in the moisturizer, but it just has the natural scent of the oils in it. The oils, and yeah. then uh, only a couple of our products actually have any scent at the all. The body wash. Uh, the face and body oil does and the, and the uh, face and body wash do. I love that face yeah. and body wash. Wash. Yes. And they, they're all very natural feeling though. We wanted it to be unisex so that everybody felt comfortable using it. And we didn't want the scent to be um, anything synthetic. We wanted it to be all natural from the oils from the earth. Yes. So I'm happy you brought up genderless skincare mm -hmm. because I feel like men sometimes don't feel part of the skincare conversation mm -hmm. and we need to bring them on board. Right? Yep. Everyone yep. needs to take care of their skin. What other gaps do you think there are in like the men's skincare market? Well, you know, I think a lot of it is that is the idea that we need care. We deserve care and we should care for ourselves and be uh, attentive to our own skincare needs. You know, most makeup is worn by women and and there's some beauty products that, that you know, the vast majority of the purchasers are going to be women, mm -hmm. but all of us have skin and all of us need to take right. care of our skin. And so we want to make sure everybody knows that and uh, that they deserve that kind of care mm -hmm. and they'll feel better, they'll look better and just present a healthier persona to the world if they yeah. take good care of their skin. Now, has your skin always been this flawless because you have perfect skin? Well, I, first of all, genetics uh, accounts for some of it. Yes, and, you that's know, very true. my parents have beautiful skin and they're, you know, my mother's almost 70 and my dad's in his 70s and they mm -hmm. both look very young and, you know, black don't crack. You know, it, it, it's it's been said many times right, and it's right. often the case. Right, right. <laughs> so I, I definitely come from good heritage and uh, I, I feel like I've been blessed with that. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of it. Right. And it doesn't mean it doesn't need upkeep. And especially because... Because, you know, I'm on television, I'm mm -hmm. uh, on stage sweating, um, I'm wearing makeup on television. And so you have to make sure you're still really caring for your skin. That's why you got to have your routine. So I... I have a skincare routine in the morning. I have it in the night. Um, I'm making sure I'm, I'm taking good care of it. Okay. So you've got a full routine. Mm -hmm. And what about your kids? Are there specific kind of skincare things that you want to pass on to them? I have a two-year-old. I love doing bath time with him. Yes. Are you, you're busy. Are you getting in there with bath time? Yes, we are do you, bath okay. time. Chrissy does it sometimes. I do it sometimes. Okay. And uh, we love bath time with the kids. And again, uh, my kids are in our loved one campaign and the name really is about sharing. It's about mm -hmm. community. It's about family because you're sharing these products with your loved ones and it's becoming part of your family ritual. Yeah. Are there specific products that your kids love? Well, I don't think they're connoisseurs. They, like they don't know <laughs> what it means to love a skincare product yet, <laughs> but our moisturizer is really great and it's really great for the kids. Now you're on TV, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. now you have a skincare line. Do yes. you feel extra pressure to like, like you basically can't be ashy ever? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm focused. I'm moisturized. You got to stay moisturized. You have to stay moisturized now. There's just like that added pressure. Yes. So what are your favorite products from the line? 
Well, I love the moisturizer and the body oil, uh, face okay. and body oil. Uh, I use both of those, but I use all of it. I don't really shave myself because my brother's my barber and he'll cut my hair every few days. Nice. So I get a fresh lineup like, you know, every two or three days. Oh, so wow. I, don't, I don't actually like shave myself. <laughs> yeah. So I don't use that product, but all of the other five products I use. And my favorites are the uh, moisturizer and the bo- face and body oil. Okay. Chrissy's favorite is actually our uh, exfoliating cleanser. Yes. And. And I love that one too. It's really, really like gentle as an exfoliant. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. It's natural bamboo yes. uh, as an exfoliant and you just feel silky after you use it. I do love that product yeah. as well. What other beauty treatments do you do besides skincare? Like, are you into peels and lasers? Do you do other things? We do like the blackhead removal with Biore. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> That's a very accessible yes. uh, beauty tip. <laughs> yes. And then um, occasional mask. Chrissy, Chrissy's into the mask okay. and she'll get me to do it every once in a while, but they feel good. You know, yeah. it's like, you feel like you're really treating yourself. Yeah. Well, you should develop a mask for a loved yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. That would be like a good extension mm-hmm. of the line. Now, throughout your career, have you ever had a beauty mistake? Hair, maybe you had a bad makeup artist. Do you feel like there's been like some, a beauty mistake <laughs> that... That's been made. I have I've had a range of different haircuts and facial hair choices, and I'm pretty happy with most of them. I don't love when I look back at the goatee. I don't love it. Oh, I loved that era. See, I like the full beard more than I the like the full goatee. beard. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, I, and I had the five o'clock shadow for a while. That yeah, kind of almost looked like I didn't have facial hair. And the times when it looked a little too light. I don't, I don't like those moments. You either. want like a strong, like committed look. Yeah. A strong five o'clock shadow or just a full beard. Yes. I don't, I don't love the goatee when I look back. Well, you know what? I associate it with different music eras. Yes. So like, and that I'm was like, a great era musically a, for me. It was, was a, uh, get lifted. That really. was the get lifted era. Yes. So and I feel so like. Musically, Awesome. I'm, I'm very pleased with it. We're coming up on the 20th anniversary of Get Lifted next year. And uh, the so- 20th anniversary? Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's been 20 wow. years, uh, December of next year. So it's like a year and a half from now. It's amazing now being older to realize how young you were when that was all happening. Yeah, I was in my mid twenties. I got signed in uh, when I was 25 and my album came out on my 26th birthday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And weren't you working at like Boston Consulting Group? Yes, doing something I was very a, I was not a management creative. consultant. <laughs> I graduate from Penn. You know, all of my classmates are, you know, taking these jobs at, you know, consulting firms and banks and things. And um, I needed a day job. I wanted right. to do music, but I needed a job. And um, I started applying to some of the same firms my friends were. And I there was a um, black alumna from Penn who was at BCG. She was a year ahead of me. And uh, I was talking to her about what she did. And she just made it seem like very appealing and interesting and and like it would be stimulating for my mind. And, and I would learn a lot. So I started applying to some of those firms. I um, got interviews with McKinsey and BCG. And I got an offer from BCG and I took it. And I worked there for three years. Three years. Now, in those three years, did yeah. you feel like your creative spirit was being crushed? The one year in Boston, I kind of felt like that <laughs> because I was in Boston and I didn't really know anybody there. I didn't know any other musicians there. And all of my kind of musical friendships were in Philly and New York. Mm-hmm. And so I, after a year in Boston, I asked for them to transfer me to New York. So once I got to New York, then I felt like, okay, I'm among my people. I can collaborate with my friends in Philly more easily, collaborate with my friends in New York. I started playing gigs in New York 
at night on weekends, even while I was still working at BCG. And it really started to come together once I was in New York. And Kanye moved to New York not long after I did. And his uh, cousin was my roommate. So um, we started working together because I was there and he had moved there recently. And um, his cousin introduced us. And that was a big uh, key for me because he was starting to produce for a lot of big artists and starting to grow as a solo artist as well. And um, he started to include me in a lot of the things he was doing, whether it was working with Jay-Z or Alicia Keys or Slum wow. Village or uh, all these other artists he's producing. And plus his project, uh, The College Dropout. So that came out in February of 04. Get Lifted came out in December of 04. I got a deal in May of 04 after the college dropout came out. And so all of that started happening because I was like, oh, I got to move to New York and and make it happen. And it started happening. So like you're with Kanye making music and then you're just going to work on a Monday, like in in a morning meeting. I really was. (laughs) Well, you know what? I can relate to that. So I work at Instagram full time. Uh I've been there for four and a half years. Uh I took the day off to interview you. Of course, I'm I'm taking a PTO day. Uh When did you know it was time to like make the jump full time? Did you wait until you got signed? Well, there's this kind of inflection point in consulting, at least there was back then, where you either go to business school or some other uh, graduate or professional school, and then you uh, come back. Uh, They'll usually offer to pay for you to go to business Mm -hmm. school and you come back. And that happens usually after your first two or three years as uh, as an associate. Mm -hmm. So that was the inflection point I was at when I was like, I'm not going to keep going in this track, Um, but I still needed to work. So I worked part time at a place called MLT, which is Management Leadership for Tomorrow. And MLT was founded by John Rice, who had worked in marketing and in the MBA. And and he's actually the brother of Susan Rice, who was our national security advisor. And he had seen the ranks of executive boardrooms mm-hmm. and uh, business schools and said, there's not enough of us here. Yes. Um, and so he started MLT to basically increase the ranks of black and brown people in business schools mm-hmm. and in places where executive leadership is needed. So big businesses, big nonprofits, whatever. And so I was working with MLT as a consultant at BCG. It was a pro bono project we did for them. And uh, I helped them devise a bunch of the strategies that they've eventually implemented and grown dramatically um, since then. But I was helping them devise those strategies as a consultant. And then I left BCG and asked John if he wanted to hire me part-time to help them implement some more of what we were helping them uh, do. And so I could work part-time, make a little money and focus more on music. And within you know, a year and a half of that, I started to get a lot of interest and uh, got signed about, you know, 18 months from then. Okay. Wow. But having that business and strategy background Mm -hmm. is probably very helpful in all of these ventures that you have beyond music. Yeah. I think it's helpful because it helps you ask the right questions. Yes. Um, Because I focus on music. I focus on being creative, like 90% of my day when it comes to work. Uh, But Um, I think having been a consultant, it helps me hold my team accountable in in the Mm -hmm. kind of way that I need to ask the right questions, Mm -hmm. um, have a good uh, bullshit detector. (laughs) (laughs) What what were some of the questions that you asked when loved one was first brought to you? Well, part of it's about the team. And I, I think every every idea is important on its own. The idea is important. But if you don't have the right team to execute it, 
it's not going to work out. It's not going to work. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of it was about meeting the team, making mm -hmm. sure I was involved in hiring our president, uh, our brand president, Kia Lowe, who's fantastic. She's and wonderful. She came from L'Oreal and yes. had this wonderful resume and great experience building brands there uh, and managing brands there. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think consulting just helped me be able to kind of sense the best people to work with mm -hmm. and the right questions to ask of them. Yes. I mean, we talked about really expensive celebrity skincare mm -hmm. without naming names. There was a skincare product that came out, $400 moisturizer. Yeah. And I thought, did anyone on this team assess like the market size? Yeah. Of, yeah. Of <laughs> I'm like, what's the, what's the market size for that? And, and I think, you know, sometimes it's more like a vanity thing and, and maybe right. people don't really care if mm -hmm. they make a lot of money doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but the bottom line is we wanted to make a product that people could use, that people could afford. Yes. And we wanted to focus on, on the business side, to focus on volume and not uh, yeah. on charging the highest price possible, exactly. but charging a price that would make it so that a lot of people could afford it and a lot of people could keep buying it. Yes. I mean, to have scale out the gate mm -hmm. is a huge thing, right? Yeah. And we, we are so fortunate. We are in CVS and Walmart, like from yeah. day one, yeah. uh, CVS from day one and, and Walmart from day, you know, 45. So um, being in these massive retailers and having their support um, has been amazing. Um, but, you know, we have to continue to keep our product front of mind for people. And we got to make sure we keep developing new uh, extensions that lets them know we're continuing to grow and, and uh, we're always going to make it with uh, black and brown skin in mind, and we're always going to make it affordable and accessible. Yes. What have you heard from people as they've tried the line? Anything surprising or? Honestly, we've gotten great feedback. Okay. And again, we've led with moisture and hydration as, mm -hmm. as kind of our hooks, mm -hmm. um, as our, as, as what we focused on when we were developing the product. And it's working. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my favorite products are the moisturizer and the face and body oil. And we're getting so much love from all the products because all the products, even the cleansers, uh, are focused on moisture and hydration. So they don't strip yeah. your skin too much. Yes. And some cleansers, you know, they can they can get you clean, but they also dry you out. Yes. And we wanted all of our products to to not do that. Yes. Well, now you haven't mentioned my favorite product, which is the toner, actually. Yes, the spray it's Spray-on toner. I, I sprayed it this morning. I got a haircut and then I sprayed it because, uh, you know, you are a little raw after that. It's really good after shaving yeah. and uh, it makes you just feel really fresh. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not shaving, but I just, mm -hmm. you know, when you're sitting at your desk all day and your skin mm -hmm. gets dry, I just like spritz it on. I love it. I'm going to ask you a quick lightning round of favorites, like okay. beauty favorite products. So we got your favorite loved one product. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite fragrance? I wear Tom Ford um, Black Orchid. Ooh, okay. The one that that's like in the black bottle with yes. the, mm -hmm. that's a beautiful fragrance. How long it's have you been wearing that? for years now. And once I settle on a fragrance, I don't change. You don't change it. Okay. <laughs> I love that. What is your favorite hair care product? I use Bevel uh, for like kind of spray on moisture shine kind of thing. That. And then I use Shea Moisture for uh, just okay. uh, shampoo and conditioner. I love that. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite sunscreen? Favorite sunscreen... And I'm sure you said that sunscreen is kind of on the horizon, so you we, must be testing. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually testing ours. So I, when I okay. uh, when I use uh, sunscreen now, I'll use our SPF moisturizer. Do you have a favorite candle? I'm not a candle person. Chrissy a, is. Okay, you're not like a home fragrance person. <laughs> yes. You have a great smile. What's the dental care routine? Well, I uh, I use what's that uh, toothpaste we use? <laughs> it's silver with the white. It's like kind of Marvis. Yes. 
Marvis. Very fancy. And yes. it looks great in your bathroom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I use Marvis uh, toothpaste and then mouthwash and floss. Yes. And, um, and I our- also had Invisalign before. And so uh, when it starts to drift a little bit, I'll put my Invisalign retainers ah, back okay. in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you using an electric toothbrush? Yeah. I yeah. just use the- The Oral-B. The simple ones. Yeah. yeah. I have the, that uh, I use the, the Arm & Hammer spin brush. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. You can nice. just get it at the at CVS. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. When you pick yes. up your loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very busy. You do a lot. Kids, businesses, music, of course. Now, how do you make time for self-care and what does your self-care routine look like? Well, part of it is just skincare and just taking my time in the bathroom, getting ready in the morning and, and also having a night uh, skincare routine so that you can kind of wash the day off and, 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 uh, protect your skin at night. Um, and so that's important to me. I, um, get a facial every month. Okay. I think that's good. Nice. Where do you go for your facial? <laughs> I just go to the dermatologist's office. Dr. Diamond has like a facialist there okay. that'll do uh, facials for you. Okay. And who's Dr. Diamond? Because I just got here, you know, from New York. Dr. Diamond's a well-known uh, dermatologist and plastic surgeon here okay. in Los Angeles, but he has a, face, a few facialists that work in his office. And so you can okay. just go there and get your extractions and all the stuff. Okay. You so you do uh, that once a month schedule. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Extractions are key because Chrissy will get on my case if I have blackheads. And <laughs> <laughs> so you she's always, she, she has a keen eye. I'm like, I don't yeah. even notice people's blackheads, yeah. but she notices. Yeah. That sounds like maintenance, but mm-hmm. for relaxing, like if you really want to just relax and have like you time. Well, I just want to be at home, yeah. drink some wine and watch TV with Chrissy. That's like relax yeah. time for us. So after the kids go to bed, we'll have our own dinner, have yeah. some wine and watch whatever we want to watch, which is a range of Trashy TV, <laughs> of course, and prestige TV. <laughs> What's your favorite prestige TV show? Right, right now, now, Succession. I'm very into Succession. Did you watch last night's episode? I have not watched last night, but I watched the uh, much talked about uh, episode three, I believe. Yes. Um, and then uh, I love Snowfall. I've been okay. watching that. Um, this is the final season for that too. So I'm like. All these favorite shows of mine are in their final season. What am I going to do after that? I know. Everything is kind of like wrapping up. But Succession as a parent just always makes me feel like I need to tell my kids I love them all the time. Tell my son I love him. Honestly, I don't want my kids. And my kids are a bit competitive with each other, my uh, two oldest. And I'm like, don't be like this. Like a Kendall Shiv uh, (laughs) uh, situation. But I I think one difference is the love the parents show because Mm -hmm. if if the parent is stingy with love, like, uh, the like parent Logan. In, yes, in, in yes. succession, then it makes it feel like it's a scarce resource that they really need to fight over. Yes. Um, and, um, so I think a key lesson for parents from succession is don't be stingy with love <laughs> and with time and, and with the way you, uh, interact with your kids. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. My final question for you, it's been such a pleasure hearing from you. When do you feel most beautiful? When do I feel most beautiful? I like to get dressed up. I like going out on date nights. Yeah. I like, you know, I was in a tux the other night for a, a special award show and I like getting dressed up. Yeah. And uh, Chrissy knows, like, I love a date night. So <laughs> when we get to go out on the town and just feel sexy and feel good, yeah. uh, it's nice. Do you think it's because of your parents' background with tailoring? I think part of it is yeah. my parents being tailors. I always like getting dressed up and being in a nice suit or just a nice outfit that I feel good in. That's I'm into great. that. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on. And I'm so excited to see what's next for Love One and where the brand goes. Thank you. Thanks for having us on your wonderful podcast. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Pleasure. Thank you. All right. Oh.
that was my conversation with John Legend. But before today's episode ends, I want you all to hear from Kia Lowe. She is the president of Loved One. And she's the one that really got me excited about this interview and chance to speak with John because she has really deep beauty industry experience. And when it came to what set this venture apart, she made it so clear for me. So I think you all will appreciate hearing from her and just the extra bit of context that her conversation brings into the discussion. Hello, welcome to Naked Beauty. All of my listeners have just heard the incredible conversation with John. So thank you so much also for helping to facilitate that conversation. I have so many questions for you about your role with Loved One. Will you briefly introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me. My name is Kia Lowe and I'm the president of Loved One. Amazing. So how did this opportunity with Loved One come to you? Well, let's see. First, John and his team have been working on this for years. They've been researching and understanding the needs of the community. And the way that I was brought in was a little over a year ago now, I was introduced through my dear friend, Daria Burke, who is a beauty guru um, and has been in this space for a number of years and a board director in this space. And she introduced me to Ari Bloom, who was working on the project with John Legends. So she introduced me to Ari first. And then after a number of conversations, I was introduced to John and his management team, who is absolutely fantastic. And it kind of just went from there. It was like a very lovely, seamless process. And it's kind of a fun reminder that, you you know, your name is sometimes in rooms before your feet haven't entered. Or I think it's your name is in rooms that your feet haven't entered yet. So that was kind of the, the situation here. And then in a fun twist too, John and I also have a personal shared friend, a, a friend of his from undergrad um, is a good friend of mine from business school. So that I think also helped that there's that personal tie. Yes. It's funny that you mentioned his management team being so wonderful because when I was in this space, everyone like from the assistant to the content team, everyone just the gracious, like nicest, lovely people. Brooke, you have no idea. Like I am blown away by how bright everyone is and how kind everyone is. And I think it's like, I think it's really a testament to John and to Chrissy that they've surrounded themselves with like really beautiful human beings and um, in their their actual home too. Like everybody is just so warm and so nice. Um, and it's it's just very lovely to see. Yes. So you've had this amazing career at L'Oreal and this this brand new company doesn't exist in the world. You were established, you know, in your beauty career. So what about the mission of Loved One made you feel confident to just kind of jump shift and take on the reins for something completely new? You know, I don't think I would have gotten here probably without it, without the pandemic, in all honesty, you know, without like some of the the murder of George Floyd, what was kind of going on in the bigger, grander, more, you know, world around, um, you know, I've always been really motivated by working with really smart people. And I loved that about L'Oreal. Like there's so much passion there, so much curiosity. Um, and there's always this sense that we can improve. And so those are core values that I have too. And then I I think with the pandemic, with George Floyd's murder, it just it felt like there's so much more that needs to be done within the equity space. And I'm already in beauty. So like now it's about 
equity and the beauty space for me that that really mission really stood out to me. And when I met with John, I was just blown away by like our shared values. I think we're both like left and right brained. He's very creative, but also very analytical. You know, we both have radical ideas that feel very practical to us. And I think we also both feel like we've been given a lot of gifts and it's our responsibility and duty to help others. Granted, his scale and impact, um, obviously on those fronts are much exponentially greater than um, than my own. But I do think that from a foundational level, we, we shared those values. And then what I also really loved about the mission was, and this was established before I joined, that we were really trying to build something that was accessible, affordable, and effective and in places where people already shop. That really appealed to me because like that passion from him is so authentic and deep rooted and just like beautiful to see him talk about it. And, you know, black and brown people were now 40% of the population and growing. So this isn't even a niche market anymore. You know, this is, this is general market and the research hasn't caught up. There's so much work to be done in this space. I felt like in my, my life, it was, it was, my personal life, it was a good time to take this kind of risk. And honestly, I just, I believe in him and what we're trying to do so much that um, sometimes it doesn't even feel like a risk though. It, we're, we're definitely a baby brand, so <laughs> there's still a lot to do. Yes. I mean, that accessibility factor for me is what stood out about loved one. You know, I've talked openly on this podcast about the proliferation of celebrity brands and why is everyone just slapping their name on something? But when I was able to speak to you and really hear about the deeper mission behind loved one. And once I understood that it was going to be available where people are already shopping. And now every single time I go into like CDS, I look at where like loved one is. And then I look at all of the other options. And I'm like, it's so beautiful that this is here for black and brown communities for people with melanin. It's just an incredible thing. And people are like, oh, do we need another celebrity brand? But the reality is nobody was doing this. Right. You know, like this isn't being done. And so and there is a need for it, a true need. So, yes, we do. We do really feel like this isn't just a celebrity brand. It's a it, we're trying to meet a market need that hasn't been met before. Yes. Now, how is it working with John Legend? Like what surprised you about working with him? It's amazing, Brooke. He's just like such a great guy. You know, I think what surprised me the most is he's exactly as you would expect him to be. His talent is obvious. That continues to blow me away. And now that I've heard him perform live a couple of times, there's so much talent there. It's like right. wild. But he's also like very grounded, warm, down to earth. Um, and that's how he presents. And that's also how he is when cameras aren't rolling. I mean, I think you saw that. You saw that Absolutely. as well. Aren't rolling. He's, and he's passionate about what he's trying to do. He's a leader that listens and he does talk to us a lot. Um, again, another shared value is like what we're trying to do requires a lot of trust. And he, I think he said this in the interview too, is like, these are the most intimate times that a person has with themselves, right? When they're like bathing and when they're getting ready and when they're getting ready with their families. And there's a lot of trust that we have to make sure that we're building and maintaining. Um, So we try to like not rush the product. We try to make sure that we're, you know, being very intentional about all of these choices so that we can um, have longevity in this building, in this business and really build trust with our consumers. Yeah, that's incredible. And what's your favorite loved one product? I think the most beloved product and the one that I'm probably most passionate about is our face and body moisturizer. Like it just feels so good. And like, as I'm 
putting my lotion on in the morning and at night, uh, really after a shower. It just feels like a luxurious self-care moment because it's the, the moisturizer is so rich and creamy and it blends so nicely. It feels decadent, frankly, on my body, you know, and I think that's one of the things that we really loved about what we're trying to do is like it's a, it's the richness of a face cream, but it's so affordable that you don't have to feel guilty about using it all over your body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do you know what I do, Kia? I take the face and body oil and I mix it with the moisturizer cream and I make kind of like a really ultra rich body treatment. I love that. I love that. I do the face and body moist oil on top of the moisturizer. Feel. To seal it. Yeah, that's Got it. it. That's my little thing. But that's what I love about these products too, is like everybody uses them slightly differently. Some people are like, oh my God, I stand for that shaving cream. Um, you know, it just feels so luxurious. So every product I think in the line has their uh, fan base, which is really fun to watch. Yeah. So what's next for loved one? What are you excited about on the horizon? So many fun things. You know, we're going to go deeper into face and body care uh, this year. And then also, of course, expand into treatment. We know there are a number of issues um, or there are a number of concerns that we face that we really are doing a lot of research and understanding around. So, you know, I think the typical ones, obviously, moisture was the one that we tackled first and are continuing to tackle. But there may be some things in the hyperpigmentation space and the self-protection space, you know, maintaining and protecting our skin barriers really important. So eczema is something that often affects people of color disproportionately. So those are just a couple of things that we may have up our sleeve. Yes. Wow. Well, I am so excited and just grateful that I got to be a part of telling the story to my audience. And I just love how everything you all are doing is with intention. Thank you. Thank you. It's been so fun talking to you getting to know you over these past few months. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, beauties. So you heard from John, you heard from Kia, you heard from me. I'm a big fan of these products. I love how accessible they are. I love the natural ingredients. And I hope you all love this conversation as much as I enjoyed having them. I certainly left my interview feeling really inspired and just hopeful about skincare that has accessibility and research at its core. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to Naked Beauty so you never miss an episode. I have such exciting things coming to you all this summer. Very excited about what's ahead. I appreciate the support as always. Take great care of yourselves until next time.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 